The EP Podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found. And always at theeppodcast.com. Belly on up to the nine foot homemade oak bar. Pour yourself a cold one. My name is Chris. This is the EP podcast. 30 minutes of good done from my basement bar here in Evergreen Park. And it's all brought to you by the First National Bank of Evergreen Park, who's dedicated to supporting this area with great banking tools and friendly service. They are a true community bank providing Evergreen Park and the surrounding area with customized financial solutions like total access checking. That is an account with free ATMs nationwide. You use an ATM, they charge you a fee, the bank puts the money back in, it's free for you. Plus, when you open up a total access checking account today, you get a $300 bonus. Open online at bankevergreenpark.com or stop in and see them today in that iconic building at 95th and Pulaski. $100 required to open, requirements to qualify, member FDIC. You ever have that moment where you feel, oh my goodness, what have I done? I'm completely overwhelmed. That pretty much happened to me. Uh, towards the end of last week. It was at the moment that I realized I wasn't going to make it to the District 124 back to school bash on Thursday because I had like triple booked myself. Like I've gotten to the point now where every time somebody says, hey, can you come? I go, yeah. And I write it down somewhere. And then I figure I'll have time for that. The EP podcast currently has two shows that come out. This one on Monday. And now we have the coaches show with head coach Jerry Verde of the Evergreen Park Mustangs who won this past weekend. Good for them in EP high school. They're one and oh. Socks in the Basement does two shows a week, covering a team that is falling apart. Their season is ending. It has been a miserable year for White Sox fans. And yet twice a week, we have Socks in the Basement, and it is a huge show on the network. Southside Pod is out once a week, covering the area around Evergreen Park throughout the Southside. If you want to explore, check that one out. I'm helping a buddy with a Pittsburgh Pirates podcast called Bucks in the Basement, out of Pittsburgh once a week. And we're launching one more show and we're in the process of setting all that up. Somebody asked me the other day how many hours it takes for me in the studio per week. I was like, all of them. All of the hours it uses. So that's why the show is out this afternoon. I needed to reset. We're back on course. We got your 30 minutes of good and we're going to the Evergreen Park Farmers Market. We also have your EP word on the street. But Sitting down here at the Nine Foot Homemade Oak Bar, I have a guest that I've been trying to get for a while now, okay? And I think that uh, principles get a little guarded, and I understand that, and I get why, but we've had so many people on recently. Uh, We had a return visit from the superintendent of schools for District 124 here in Evergreen Park. We just met the new principal over at Central Middle School, so I finally got Dan Turney, principal of Most Holy Redeemer, down here. How are you? I'm fantastic, Chris. Thanks for having me, and great to be down in the uh, the broadcast basement. It's you got a nice setup down here. <laughs> That's awesome. And That's I appreciate awesome. learning a little bit more about it. You had your first year, if I'm not mistaken, was last year over at Redeemer, right? Correct. First year as principal last year at MHR. That's a crazy time to start at a new school, isn't it? I mean, you, uh, you know, and we don't need to get into all the bad things and the troubled times, but I can't talk to you without bringing up that you walked in. I want to say that they, their principal had left. They had an interim principal who was reluctantly doing it because they didn't, I mean, wonderful woman, Mrs. Duffy, but like that was not what she wanted to do. She likes teaching there. She basically has to weather the beginning of the pandemic. And then you walk into a situation with all new people who are stressed out 
and you've got to find a way to bring them calm and also mold the school the way you want to do it. Take, take me through what that was like walking into that situation. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I'm lucky that I had, as you mentioned, Mrs. Duffy. Mrs. Duffy was such an incredible, she's such an incredible person. She was such an incredible help to help me, guide me, uh, teach me about MHR, to, to help me understand the ins and outs, uh, to let me, you know, come to my own conclusions on certain things. But she was she was really a great help, her and Father Highland and, and everybody as well. So uh, I, I'm truly, I was blessed. I think I hit the right spot and uh, and I'm in the right position. Um, but I will be honest, as you mentioned, it was it was a challenge. And I think as as we all kind of expected at the beginning of or, or hoped maybe at the beginning of last school year that we would we were going to see a, a new an easier school year right right and it was easier uh, and it was easier it wasn't but it, as easy as i wanted it <laughs> as anybody wanted it to be but if you if you ask a lot of educators specifically last year and, and principals specifically a lot of the the principals will say that that this last school year was the hardest year they've ever had in their lives as a principal uh, because of the fact that we're trying to trying to move forward and trying to adapt with with COVID-19 and continue to coexist with it. And, and kind of, you know, we understand we, we kids need to be educated in the highest way possible. You know, so we uh, we all needed to find we all needed to be problem solvers last year. We all needed to to, to listen to people. We all needed to, to be understanding with that. Everybody was all over the place. And we, we like you said, we all we, we needed to try to do what was best for our community and a really, really uh, in a time that, you know, everybody had different feelings about uh, everything that was happening. And you got a parent that's got a podcast yeah, just, that's <laughs> ticked off about things. And you're probably like, oh, my gosh, I don't want to bump into Mr. Lanuti today. You know what? I think the one thing that I think we did really well last year. <laughs> and that never happens. Just no. so everybody knows. We, we've done nothing but great conversations. No, we have. We've had nothing but great conversations. Yeah. So we but uh, I think it, when we went uh, mask optional and when the Arch made that decision in, I believe it was February, I think we, I kind of hit it on the head where I sent out a communication to all of our family members and said, you know, we're a strong community. We support one another. We always have. Uh, and now more than ever, you know, we, we all understand everybody is, might not be on the same, have the same beliefs about where we are moving forward, but it's important that we listen to one another, respect to one another. And, and that's the one, one of the beautiful things about MHR is that just every, that everybody lives that everybody is just always out for one another. You can, you could feel that really, really early on. I felt that early on as a principal. And uh, it's a, it truly is a partnership between you know the school and the, the teachers and administration and families and uh, and I think that's a really special thing. So I felt like we had, we had a successful year last year. We navigated the tides, um, and uh, we're looking forward to uh, an, another year that uh, where we continue to make moves forward. Do you feel that it's easier to be a principal here on the south side because you are from this area? This is a kind of a different world. You know what I'm saying? Like my wife moved here with me and we got married, but she's originally from Wheeling, West Virginia. And I've talked about that before. It was culture shock. This area, people can be very forward. People can have big opinions. People are not shy here. There aren't very many wallflowers in this area. So you have to be able to roll with punches. And I would imagine even forget what happened over the last couple of years, looking ahead at this year and your day-to-day being a principal, I would imagine that benefits you that you understand the culture. Yeah, I think it does. Uh, I think that not to say that someone who's, you know, comes from a different area can't be really successful. I know there are many principals we have, uh, but I, I do think that because I think we all take the, you know, first year as a new principal or a new leader in a school, you know, all, all principals should take the look, listen and learn a- approach, you know, and that's uh, sitting back and, and learning the community and, and, and kind of figuring out the ins and outs. Uh, and I think we all do that. But yeah, I definitely think that 
you know, being from the South side, I grew up right by Midway airport, Catholic school from kindergarten through college. Um, you know, I went to Marquette university, Marquette, uh, Mount Carmel high school. So I think, I, I think I do share, um, and understand the, the, the immediate community. Is that something you thought about when you were going through all of your Catholic education? One day I'm going to be a, a Catholic school principal. Like, did that cross your <laughs> never mind? Never principal. No, no, I never. <laughs> like, like most of us, uh, we, we find our way into this. Uh, I, I, it's a calling, to be honest. Uh, we find our way into it, and it, it's never a dream growing up, right? Uh, I always wanted to be, I, I knew since I was in high school, I wanted to be a teacher. Probably like most uh, young men and women, they see someone that they, uh, you know, uh, a, a coach or a teacher that really had an impact on them. And, and that happened to me at Mount Carmel. I had a teacher, uh, Kurt Aronstrom, God rest his soul, uh, was one of my, uh, my favorite, my favorite teachers. I had him three straight years and I had him as a coach. And uh, I said, I want, I want to do that for, for young people, you know, help them reach their potential. Uh, and I wanted to teach English and coach football for 30 years. I thought that was going to be my, my calling in life. You're going to be a football coach. You know, Redeemer's got a pretty good football They do, program. we do. I know. We, we, <laughs> coach, we, uh, coach Jerry Verde over at the, at the high school last time on this show on Friday brought up the uh, the Raiders and uh, the way that they play and the, the fact that they've won championships. Sure. It, it's a unique thing to have that here in Evergreen it Park. It is, and it's truly a program. Yeah. You know, oh, I, yeah, it is. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's an organized um program with with continuity within coaching staff and expectations across the board and you know of course we have we have kids who are dedicated and we've got athletes but we also have the program that backs it up and supports kids to do really really well so um so yeah so that's fun that's fun to, to be a part of do that you get out so. there do you do, do, do they let you near the practices do oh, i stay out? away from practices yeah <laughs> yeah i so like i said i coach football for a number of years and uh you've got I, experience they don't I, want I you around, experience huh? it but i got to keep my mouth shut stay <laughs> i stay in my lane and uh coaching i chose not to coach football uh anymore so i, I trust the coaching staff and uh and the kids to do their job and while in my mind, I might be saying, well, think about this. Think about that uh, adjustment. <laughs> I keep that to myself. <laughs> That's awesome. That's really cool. So you, you come into a school like this and you know, it's, a, it's a private school. Like as you went through what you, how you grew up, you went to schools like this, right? But you also are in a community and we talked about it with the folks over at District 124. This, this area has great schools. Do you hear a common theme why they come to Redeemer? Okay, and choose it to come walking in the door over going to one of those public schools? I, I think that uh, the, the common theme that I hear is we have an incredible community and we have teachers and faculty and staff that understand that to, to teach in the Catholic schools, you have to go beyond books. You have to go beyond the classwork and, and, and extend that to uh, you know, thinking about kids, uh, about what's best for the, for them in their lives. Uh, it, it's building relationships with parents uh, in a really unique way. Um, and not to say, again, like you said, those things don't happen at other schools. But I think my experience is that about, at, at most Holy Redeemer, our teachers really go above and beyond. And uh, kids, they truly, truly care about kids. They truly enjoy to see them as they go forward. Um, just this, you know, yesterday we had a, uh, a, a young man who has a, um, uh, who has a kinder, I believe a pre-K student, but I was outside and I was talking to them and Mrs. Donahue came in, uh, into the conversation. Mrs. Donahue gave him a huge hug and said, gosh, I remember when you were walking through this line, right? So, you know, the, to, to, to think of teachers who have, uh, are committed to a, to a single school for that long, uh, and remember those kids 20 plus years later, uh, and have, you know, uh, great conversations with them. It's just, I think it's a really, really special thing. Dan Turney, 
principal of Most Holy Redeemer. Very nice of him to hang out with us, hang out a little bit longer. Uh, We're going to talk with him a little bit more before this show is over. Want to remind people that if you're looking for the absolute best and authentic Mexican-American food, you can find it right outside of Evergreen Park at Americano's Restaurant, 111th and Western. Full entree meals of the best quality, and I love the tacos that I can mix and match from the steak and the brisket to the chicken and the pork, the fish, the shrimp, the chorizo and sweet potato, the pork belly, and so many more. A great place to bring the family. It's great for lunch. It's great for date night. And they have a big, beautiful bar with an extensive selection of tequilas, whiskeys, beers, and wines. And that Cadillac margarita has all premium and fresh squeezed ingredients. It is worth the trip. See the catering options and more at americanosrestaurant.com or get in there today, 11060 Southwestern Avenue. We took a trip recently to the Evergreen Park Farmer's Market. It happens each and every Thursday over at Yukich Field. I felt like a farmer for a little while. Put on your straw hat, your boots right now. and Let's head to the market. We're going to kick off the uh, Farmer's Market this week on the EP Podcast. I'm with Dotson's Farm. I got Jimmy here. You're like one of the busiest things when you first walk in here at Eukich Field. Why do you think it's so popular for people to come out to a farmer's market and grab their tomatoes, their corn, their cabbage, whatever, instead of walking in a supermarket? I think it's just like the freshness of a farmer's market. It's uh, can, You can tell the type of difference between a farmer's market and the store. You like It's a lot, a lot better from the farmer's market. Normally you get like better corn, better tasting like better tasting that's i think that's the big draw of it other than that you can get things you don't always see like i know we get some specialty items like some crowder peas stuff like that that's kind of specialty items you don't see them in the store what's what's the biggest selling item that you have uh probably tomatoes yeah yeah settle settle a bet with me okay and then i'll let you get back to to selling all of your delicious uh vegetables um my wife is from west virginia she's a country girl I, I grew up on the south side of chicago so not on a farm like you okay so she bought green tomatoes she was going to make fried green tomatoes. They started turning red. She told me it's not a big deal because they'll still taste the same. I said, those are just tomatoes that haven't ripened yet. It will taste different now. You're making red tomatoes. Okay. Is there a difference in the tomato or is a, is a green tomato just one that hasn't ripened yet? It's just one that hasn't ripened yet. It's really There's not like a specialty tomato that just grows green. Yeah. So yeah, it's just one that hasn't ripened yet. So, I mean, yeah, once they start to ripen, you can either let them ripen all the way. So this girl was full of it. She was she was thinking, I'm from the city. I don't know what the heck I'm talking about. And I, I was right. I guess so. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I was right. She tried to, tried to fool me. She thought I was dumb. Dotson is out here every week. You're, you've uh, been here all summer long. You were here last year. I'm yeah. sure you'll continue to come out here. Beautiful stuff as, as you look at it. Uh, I might come uh, swing back around here in a moment and pick up something to bring home. And I need to get a couple more green tomatoes so I'm not having fried red ones at home, okay? Yeah. Thanks so much, Jimmy. Yep, thank you. Who am I standing here with? What's your name? Um, Lourdes Alvarez. Lourdes, uh, El Coyote. It's right at 115th and Pulaski. I've been in there before. Excellent food. Uh, but you come out here to the farmer's market, and one of the things I think that goes uh, over really big here are the tamales. Is that your big seller here every week? Yes, the tamales and the tacos. Is there a wrong way to eat a tamale? Yeah, if you eat the husk. <laughs> <laughs> So you have to unwrap it. That's the wrappers. So that's how they individually get uh, wrapped and made because you make one at a time. And so it, they're a lot of work. First of all, they're a lot of work. You have to spread the masa, 
you have to put the meat in there but before that you have to cook the meat and put all the spices that you put the sauces and then you have to let it cool down and then you start wrapping so this is a long process. I think people walk up and they see you have that big pot of tamales, and it's like, okay, uh, that looks like it's simple. She probably just like puts the ingredients in and wraps it. This is a very involved thing, and you work on it well before you get here, I would assume. Oh, you're talking about two days of work with uh, eight hours of doing tamales. Just tamales. That's it. Well, I'm going to pick up some tamales today, so which one's the best one? Come on, pick your, pick your favorite for me. My favorite are the pork. The pork? Yeah, the pork and the red sauce. Is that spicy? Uh, no, they're not really spicy. No, they have all the spices, good taste to it, but as spicy hot, no. El Coyote, they're at 115th and Pulaski, just outside of Evergreen Park. But you can get over here and taste the food every Thursday at the Farmer's Market. Thanks so much. We're here. Rain or shine? Yeah, because you got this cart now. Yeah. I mean, it's a, you, you're you're fancy now with the food truck cart. <laughs> yeah, we try, we try. <laughs> have a good one. Tell me a little bit about your business. What's the name of it? So my business name is Min Cash Cash. I'm a coffee roaster. Uh, you can find me as Min Cash Cash Roasters on Instagram. So I've been roasting coffee for about 15 years. And during a pandemic, started to make a shift in career and realized that we don't have good quality coffee here on the South Side. So I made it my goal to introduce our area to something that's specially crafted. I roast single origin coffees, small holder farms, um, totally sustainable. And so far I've, I've, I've got great reviews from many of our residents here in Evergreen Park and I'm loving it. You also roast all of your, your coffee beans and I thought it was kind of funny just before we started talking, somebody asked you if it was instant. I thought your head was gonna explode. You're like, no, it's not. I do a lot of work over here. And then they tasted the coffee and I think they realized that yes, you do a lot of work. So take me through the process a little bit. Like what is this like every day getting ready for this? It's a lot of work. You know, people look at farmers markets and vendors and they think, oh, they've got it easy. They're making a lot of money. This is a lot of work to do a farmers market because every day you have individual items that you're packing up. You're um, trying to navigate traffic to get here. If a huge trailer that's usually attached behind my car is back there in a the parking lot. And um, yeah, my husband built this cart for me. Uh, we built it according to our need this year. So it's literally a cafe on wheels. I've got my espresso machine. Um, my high-grade grinder, I do pour-overs, um, I also do drip. We have cold brew, I have a fridge, a freezer, a whole sink hand-washing station, so unpack everything. I offer at least 20 syrups. Wow, you probably get an awful lot of complicated orders, but you're ready for them. Do you get, do you get complicated orders at the farmer's market, or are people more simple here? Actually, people are more simple, and what I'm enjoying is introducing them to new things, different things. Southside women are going to be out for the pumpkin spice very soon. I would think yeah. that the farmer's market's going to get very busy as everybody decides they're a farmer in the next month or so. You'll be doing a lot of pumpkin spice. A lot of pumpkin spice. That's that's a big one. I can't keep it. Do you like pumpkin spice personally? You know, I do. I do. do? Sad to say, I like pumpkin It tastes like a Yankee candle to me. You know what? I like it because it's limited, but at the same time, I don't like it everywhere. It's not a go-to. It's very, I'm very specific with it. I, it's not snobbery. I just have taste palate that's different from everybody. I, I can't accept like a sugary, over-processed type of pumpkin spice. It's got to taste like a pie. Thanks so much for telling us about your business. I think it's awesome that you've set this up. You're going to farmer's markets. You're here in Evergreen Park each and every Thursday. And uh, people can start their day with your brew. Thanks so much, Erica. Thank you, Chris. <laughs>
much fun was had at the farmer's market, there's no way I could get everybody on that I talked to when I was out there. So next week, you'll hear more from some of the amazing places that are set up inside the Evergreen Park Farmer's Market each and every Thursday over at Yukich Field. When people from Evergreen Park and the surrounding area are looking for medical equipment for like diabetes control or sleep apnea, an oxygen tank to keep around the house for somebody that's on that, maybe aids to be placed around the bathroom so the person doesn't slip and fall, a retrofit of the bathtub, a specialized recliner, specialized bed, ramp for the house, chairlift inside of the house, you name it, they do it at Hyatt Home Medical Equipment. They work with your insurance, they get you the lowest out-of-pocket cost, and then they take more off if you mention the EP Podcast. That's right, a special discount for EP Podcast listeners. It's all about staying independent and in the home, and Hyatt is going to help you do that. It is so nice to be able to talk to somebody face-to-face right here in the neighborhood about these things. See all they have to offer at hhme.com or stop in and see them in person. 3518 West 95th Street, right here in Evergreen Park. We'll finish up with Dan Turney in moments, but now, your word on the street. Your EP Podcast, Word on the Street, is brought to you proudly by Mike Thauer, your country financial representative. Auto, home, life insurance. That's what I go to Mike for. You can go to him as well. He takes care of me. Whenever I have a problem, whenever I have a question, he's always available. Give him a call today, 708-425-1559 for a quote, or stop in and see him at 3923 West 95th Street. Now is the time to renew your 2022-2023 Evergreen Park vehicle sticker. You can do that online. You can also do it by mail or stop into the Village Hall, as always. New sticker has to be up by September the 15th. There are no additional fees to renew online, so get that thing done. Remember, summer hours are still in effect through the 5th of September at Village Hall. Mayor Kelly Burke is inviting everybody to join her for a new initiative beginning September the 1st called Move with the Mayor. 70 mayors across the country have signed on to encourage residents to improve their health by making their communities more active. More details are forthcoming at evergreenpark-ill.com. And this Labor Day weekend, make plans to join the village and all of your neighbors. Rich Daniels and the City Lights Orchestra doing a concert at 50 Acre Park, 91st and Rockwell, on Labor Day, September the 5th. That starts at 5 p.m. Food and beverages available for purchase right there. Plus, fireworks follow the concert at dusk. It's all brought to you by the Evergreen Park Recreation Department. Speaking of food being available, I just got some new sauces from my friends over at Sid Sauce. Small batch flavor packed hot sauces that make everything better. They grow the peppers right here in Evergreen Park. They bottle it all up and they have so many different kinds for any kind of food. When I cook at the MHR Barbecue Bash on September the 10th, I may be incorporating some Sid Sauce. You can see everything they have to offer, get it ordered and delivered for free in Evergreen Park or a five mile radius around it. Just go to SidSauce.net. That's your EP podcast. Word on the street. If you have something for us, reach out through the eppodcast.com. And we're back with Dan Turney down here at the Nine Foot Homemade Oak Bar, principal of Most Holy Redeemer's first time on the show. Getting back to one of the unique things about your school and your teachers, one of the things that they do 
that I don't know if public school teachers have to do so much in terms of extracurriculars. I mean, the amount of times that something is happening and I see all the teachers, they're at they're at church at like seven o'clock mm-hmm. at night for something or they're at a weekend thing on a Sunday because the school has events for the kids that go also around their Catholic faith. So they're inside of school or they're inside of the church on a Sunday or they have like an evening mass or they have something that's going on. And that's extra time that you're also there. I mean, are there seasons in the year where you're like, you never see your family because <laughs> all these things are going on? Uh, there's, yes, there's a lot of seasons. May's in the year. gotta be very difficult for Yeah, you. May was a tough month. Uh, <laughs> September's, t- August, September, tough. May's tough. Uh, but you know, after going through, and let me take, I'll take a, a step back and just say, you know, those, that's what adds to to most Holy Redeemer and Catholic schools. Um, those events, and one that's kind of popping in my mind is the uh, is the Mass in the Park, which is coming up in a couple of weeks. I believe it's September 11th, um, and, and then you know Confirmation. It's over at Duffy Park. Yeah, over at Duffy yes. Park. Yep. Um, those are things that teachers choose to come to. Those those are things that aren't in. Con- They're not required. They're to come not required. I, I I encourage. I invite people and. Um, but I would never say or expect that a teacher spends their time after school or on the weekends to come to MHR to come to a football game or a soccer game or, you know, watch the cheerleaders. Our teachers choose to do those things, you know, and, and I choose to do those things as well. And I think that's we talked about what's special about MHR. That's something that's really, really special is we, we go beyond our, this. This isn't a job for us. It's a vocation. And it's something that's really, really uh, it's really cool. Well, I'll tell you a story. My my son Dominic, who's now starting over at Rice this year, so he graduated last year out of uh, out of Redeemer. How's he doing? He's doing good. good. He's, he's I was hoping to see him upstairs. Is he to practice or something? No, right now? he's they're in full. Like okay. right, Rice oh. went right away, like full day. Like my daughter's over at Macaulay, and there's been like you can wear you can wear jean shorts and t-shirts <laughs> for the first week. He's in full uniform over at Rice, and he started early. They like want that, full pants too. Yeah, I they're they're old school over yeah, at that place. Are. Okay, they are. so but he he's and he's and he's got hockey tryouts all week. So okay. if he does blow through here, it'll be for like 15 minutes. He'll probably wave. But um, he had that last year, and he had been at, at Redeemer the entire time, and. You know, he had a couple different principals that were there when they were there, and he always liked his teachers, nothing against all of his teachers, but, you know, not a lot of male influence inside of the school, right? I mean, basically, it's all all female teachers, always a female principal. And I remember that he thought it was kind of cool that he had a, a male principal inside of the school. That was like a new thing for him. And, you know, at that age, I think boys kind of get a little unruly. I I have I have two boys. Okay, one of them's already unruly in the second grade, but I got the the other. One, I mean, they all they have that. They have these things. They you know they start feeling tough. They get a little bigger. They start feeling cool. You know, do you, do you feel like you have a little bit of an advantage that you're you're able to kind of connect with them as a guy walking around the school? I definitely try to. You know, I try to uh, I try to you know be there for students, especially our, our male students. I, I, I like I, you know I like to uh, I spend one of my favorite days. Um, is is there one my, one of my favorite parts of the days is is recess to be quite honest. Uh, it's you about, go out and play some kickball. I, I do. I go out. I play a little kickball. <laughs> I throw the football around. Uh, play That's bas- what I would do. I throw the bas- if I I were play basketball. I would go out. and I would play sports at recess. Yeah. You know, and I think uh, I do that number one because I think it's fun, and uh, I, I remember doing that, and I still do it as a you know uh, grown man. But um, but yeah, just to just to earn a little street cred with the kids, and you know, so I'll shoot the basketball with the boys, throw the football around. But I'm also you know, uh, you know, setting the volleyball and uh, and, and, and bumping uh, the volleyball with the girls and spiking and all those sort of things. So I just enjoy getting out there and uh, interacting with kids in a way that's uh, that's outside of the classroom. You know, I think I think that's a, 
something that gives me an, an advantage and, and all of us as educators an advantage when we can when we could talk to kids at their um, about their interests outside of school and uh, just just be be there for them uh, on all levels. So it's a lot of fun. Mo Solar Redeemer, a couple of things coming up. Uh, Barbecue Bash is on the 10th of September. Uh, I I cook in that. You're gonna you very showing nice. up, you showing nice. up for this? Are we gonna uh, see you? I'm gonna I'm gonna do my best. Yes. All right. Hey. So it's a weekend. It's my my daughter's birthday that weekend. Always. So uh, I'm birthday try my ribs. Best to get out there. We'll get her some birthday birthday. That's a good idea. Birthday <laughs> ribs. I'll, 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 I'll put get, a candle in the ribs. I'll try ribs. to figure. Out, I'll, I'll ask her what the recipe is. <laughs> I'll, I'll get her uh, to put a. It might be like candy canes and uh, and crushed sprinkles as the uh, as the rub. But look, I I uh, I've had kids in in more than one school. Here in this area, but overall, the majority of time I've had kids at Redeemer. I mean, my daughter's a junior in high school, and she did two years of preschool at Most Holy Redeemer, and there's always been a Lanuti in that school. I think since 2008, mm-hmm. we've okay. had somebody sitting in that school, so uh, it was exciting and it was fun to have you come in here and talk a little bit about what's going on over there. And uh, you know, I I love the school, or I wouldn't be there because trust me, the tuition bill comes every month, and I go, what am I doing? <laughs> but no, I mean, it is worth it, and I do enjoy sending my kids there. And there must be a reason why I'm bringing them back every year. And you've got the third one now, only in the second grade, so I'm locked in for a That's few good. more years. So, I mean, it's going to be a while. Me and you, Dan, well, we're you gonna... got to... You got to get working on the, the fourth lunar to come through no, MHR. No, there'll be no more okay. of those. You're just off the show now. I was just going to invite you back. Now I'm never <laughs> invited after you said something like that. Dan Turney, Most Holy Redeemer, thanks so much. Thank you very much, Chris. Another show is wrapped up. Another show's in the books. Another show is wrapped up. And then by the looks, it's going to be a good one. And we'll see you next week. And the nude is Another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, and it's in the books. Another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, and by the looks, it's gonna be a good one. Nudie's Basement, broadcast, Basement, Nudie's Basement, the Broad Basement. The EP Podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found and always at theeppodcast.com.